Hello, I'm Aidan Gallagher. I'm Peter Reeves. Welcome to API, our integration podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to set the world to rights on various topics in the world of enterprise integration, and it scratches our collective itches as engineers who just want to uh, rant about enterprise IT over a cup of coffee. Or tea. Hello, Peter. Hello, Aidan. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. What are we going to talk about today, Peter? Are there any significant geopolitical events happening at the moment? Well, we're midway through 2020 now, almost. Can't think of anything, but I'm, uh, yeah, just this project. I seem to be at home a lot. Yeah. Today, we're going to discuss working from home, as we're all suddenly in the big working from home experiment that is Q2 2020. So, how are you finding the increased amount of working from home? I find it... I find it strange. I found it immediately good, and then bad, and then good again. Um, I think when it first started, I wasn't really sure what I was doing. I was kind of almost uh, treading water, and and then I kind of felt now I've got my head straight. I'm I'm finding it a lot harder to do my job, and now finally I've kind of understood what I need to do, and I'm. I'm back to my good old self. I know what you mean. It's such a wild change of pace and it was the way that we work. Yes. I, I've been working from home a couple of days a week for, for maybe about eight months now. But mm. this wasn't just now I'm occasionally working from home, like on a Friday. Yeah. It's I'm working from home. Everybody's working from home. It's just this is life now for the foreseeable future. Uh, similar. I've I've been working from home on Fridays for quite a while, as long as I can remember. But I've always had my, my week has always been shaped. That I kind of feel like my week almost starts on a Sunday afternoon where I'm traveling to a I'm traveling to a, a client site. And then Monday through to Thursday, I'm, I'm working these longer days on site. And then my working from home on Friday, it's almost like a completely different attitude than, than the other four days of the week. That's kind of like my more relaxed day. That's like where I'd be catching They're up with my admin. admin stuff, yeah, which I think is what really knocked me for six for when, it, when this all started. Because I was like, oh, it's just, it's Groundhog Day. It's just endless Friday. Yeah, like you say, it's just it's got it's a completely new dynamic, and I think it's really thrown the work-life balance. Yeah. So we've both been away and had a think, and I think we've both written a blog on our own experiences that we will liberally take snippets from. The points that we want to make, we've we've split them into kind of a work-life balance. Yeah. When we created our list, that on the one side there was things that were pertaining to our mental and physical health and the way we maintain work-social relationship. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side of that, how we continue to um, stay productive and ensure that we are able to keep on top of the. I suppose the hubbub of the mm. office where you pick up so much chatter just from being there immersed in, in the environment. I, I think that that was part of the, the work balance, the productivity side that we, we, we touched upon as well. Shall we start with life balance? Yeah, let's start with life. Let's start with life. You discussed having a routine. I discussed having a routine as well. As I said, when I first started and switched over into lockdown mode i was in my kind of groundhog day loop where my fridays normally i'd be totally shattered because i've just done a week so i'm kind of just getting myself together at around the sort of nine o'clock mark when the working day might start and then i'd be kind of tidying up any bits of loose admin that i might have to do and then my afternoon would kind of fizzle out until i've done everything that i think i needed to do for the week what would be say what do you say your experience of routine is and was so 
before it was very uh, hectic so I'd do two days commuting and maybe three days work from home and I'd sometimes stay over the night in London. There wasn't much, there was a bit of a, bit of a routine so the things that were constant for me before were starting at 8am and mm-hmm. finishing about 4pm. When we went full-time work from home I tried to maintain that keep the same time frame so that it was clear in my head what I was doing and when I was finishing and I think it's really easy when you work from home to just continue working. So when we're talking about routine for me I think keeping strict hours is, is very important. I also like to do a mini commute to work in the mornings so we do a little 10 minute walk around a lake near our house um, and also make sure that I get enough time outside. And I think you mentioned this as well didn't you being outdoors? I mentioned it is good to be outdoors. I think I try to get, I try to be outside of, like the house at least once a day, uh, just so that I can remember what it's like to be an actual human being. Um, but mainly from a routine point of view, I think it was very important to kind of just get my sleep schedule under control. And then I'm real. I've really set myself the limit, as you've said. You you want to work eight to four every day I'm determined to do nine until uh, five or kind of after the, the, the first natural break after about 5 p.m and I think that's been really really useful we'll probably talk about focus a little bit when we get into the work topics but I find that having carved out like a separate like a, a dedicated slice of the day I found it incredibly useful when we were sort of pre-corona you, you kind of go into an office and so your kind of demarcation kind of happened from like a location basis whether you were kind of switched into doing work mode or out of work mode. It also relied heavily on what other people were doing so I find it really odd now because a tea break now is normally whilst I'm on a meeting whereas before it was a physical 10 minutes of going to get coffee or tea or sitting down having a quick water cooler chat or something like that mm. and that you don't you don't really get anymore and I think that's jarring from a mental perspective you don't you don't get that switch off so you're almost doing longer days it's something to be aware of because with this removal of distraction it's almost as though your day has become a lot more distilled like it's you can be in the zone for longer which is good or bad like you could draw draw comparison to um like an an amazon warehouse operator whose job has been whose entire job and work has been optimized to the point that they don't really get downtime they don't really have like the water cooler call or like walking around just to go from one meeting room to another or something I think they've got the robots so that the all of the human tasks are like perfectly queued up so they never really kind of have any sort of cognitive downtime which is fulfilled perfectly by walking out of an office and going to a cafe and then walking back. I think that's an important point as well because when you're all online unless you make that unless you make that conscious effort there's no I can't think of the word after a meeting when you when you chat about the meeting about the things that you've discussed or you'll take something away from it and you'll go off and have a conversation about that thing it can't really happen now or you have to you have to go out your way to make that happen it's not natural yes i i really struggle with that i really appreciate the um that kind of informal i've i've been calling it digestion where you kind of ruminate on on the ideas that come out of like a stand up or that come out of a big a big team meeting where everyone's face to face and it's kind of egos and it's 
what do I think is best, what do you think is best? And after that kind of social climax, you kind of want like a like a gentle ramp down where you're with your, you're, you're with your colleagues, you're with your allies, and you can kind of walk around and think, okay, so what are we really doing? Okay, sort my, sort my thoughts out. 100% agree. I'll pull us back slightly to routine. We've had, we have started touching on water cooler calls, which is something that we wanted to talk about. I think it's I think it's because it's all so tightly intermingled, and so much of your social your social mental physical health is tied into your productivity. I think you have to maintain your mental and physical health, otherwise you'll end up in burnout. And I think I did it the first couple of weeks when we worked from home. I think uh-huh. I went very hard, and then the following week I was just very demotivated. I I struggled to really open anything and just get going. Like it was taking a bit of time to adjust, and I think it's okay for that to happen if you sort of reflect on why it's happened and, and then try and see how you can, can make that better. Um, but the other thing I always do is try and get dressed in the morning. When I first started working, I'd sit in my pyjamas and I'd put telly on in the background when I was working from home, say on a Friday. And like you say, because you do an admin, it can very quickly become, I'm just sitting in my pyjamas watching telly. <laughs> you might find, oh no, I've got to ma- I've got to make that time up elsewhere. Uh, yeah, since I've started working and being able to work from home, um, I've made sure I get dressed, go for my morning walk, commute, stick to my hours, and just generally have a routine. <laughs> routine good. Routine good. Have a have a have a routine. Don't let yourself just drift into uh, the the consultancy life that it's very possible to do. Yeah, agreed. And part of that's taking breaks, isn't it? It's it's having it's um, knowing that. Uh, it's why I know that we have a call at at the same time every day and I know straight after that call you will have uh, five minutes to wind down <laughs> yeah I, I clear, clearly I need my post meeting I need my post meeting walk and and yeah and rumination time to digest everything that's been discussed and and I get and I get incredibly grumpy when I'm asked to go on to back-to-back meetings um I, I was in a meeting that was supposed to that was set for an hour and when I got on when I got on the call they said oh um actually changed it. it was going to be for 45 minutes basically studies show that if you work for longer than a certain period of time i think it's 40 minutes my school did this actually in my uh, last few years okay they reduced the time that you're in a lesson to 50 minutes because they said that you you can't concentrate on something for a full hour and this meeting i went on they said oh we're actually going to finish 15 minutes early and it's to stop um it's basically to stop that happening you're getting back-to-back meetings where you can't do anything you can't wind down, you can't take a break. So I thought that was yeah. a good proactive measure. I mean, that, that kind of comes with routine is that um, your breaks kind of become a bit more solidified and also uh, you feel more confident in taking them. So whereas in the office, if, you, if you're away from your desk, presenteeism is absolutely horrendous, the idea that... But I mean, it happens. If you're, if you're not being seen, then you're, not, you're obviously not working. Yeah, exactly. So you have to get in at eight, dump all your stuff on the desk, scatter all your bits everywhere, and only then are you allowed to uh, go away and, or, or if you've got meetings, you can go and be sat in meeting rooms. And people at least know, oh, oh, he's in, he's in. And it, and if you leave the office early, you have to log on a couple of hours later to send a couple of emails. <laughs> yeah, or or you just have two coats and you just leave one coat over the back of your chair. In terms of taking breaks and being outside, I very very uh, very Mediterranean. I've eaten my breakfast outside every day for the past, getting on one or two weeks now. It's scheduled to rain for three weeks now, so you might not be doing. 
yeah. for a while. So we've talked a little bit about post-meeting chats. Mm. What about the water cooler? Have you been keeping that social interaction with people? So I think you can kind of get a vibe, especially when you're working on the same product as someone, the same project as someone, sorry. If, if When you're feeling a bit ratty and a bit tired and they're feeling a bit ratty and a bit tired, they'll say, sort of, do, 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 do you want to have a chat for a bit? We both use Slack. There's also kind of little... Little group chats, which I find very useful. Uh, most of my most of my group chat discussion is about is uh, based around pointing out faux pas that people have made on main Slack channels, <laughs> or on meetings, or on meetings. So we were talking um, the other day about how having a a work specific channel or or chat room to discuss specific things as part of a team can be beneficial. Because it means that you're all aware of what each other are doing. And if everybody posts into that one channel, there's like a running thread of what's happening. For me, I think that's really good because it, it almost replaces that here in the hubbub. Yeah. In the office, I might overhear you talking to one of our colleagues about um, about this wonderful new Git command you've found. If I find that interesting in the office, I just join in the conversation. But that's so much harder in the work from home world. That is kind of a paradigm shift. I think there comes a point where you have to have this kind of close trust with, with your team in order to be able to get comfortable with, with sharing everything work-related in, in like a public forum because otherwise people simply will not hear it. I think that also goes back to are we truly working remotely and embracing everything that it offers? And more, more than likely, we're not. We're going to be going straight back to what we knew before. Exactly. More than likely, it's probably going to be temporary. If somebody said to you, how do I stay productive working from home, Peter? What, what's your one big thing that you could say? What would it be? I now have a... I've carved out a separate, dedicated office space. I mean, it's it's another desk. It's so I've got... Um, Initially, I was doing all of my work on my one single personal desk, which has got a nice keyboard, uh, it's got uh, my big monitor and all that. Every morning I'd put out my work laptops and I just could not get into the frame of mind because this is where I this is where I sit to relax. This just isn't like a working space. And this, this is something that you read on all the all the work from home blogs, everything that's recommended is have a dedicated office space. So I've I've now got a desk which is about two meters away, facing the opposite direction. I cannot even see my nice monitor or my fancy keyboard or anything. I could just pretend that all of my fun personal computing stuff does not exist. I don't even look at it. I've just got an entirely separate desk. And I found that that has been the most important thing. I suppose it's like a physical, mental separation of work, work life. Yeah, it's kind of like how you're not meant to, you're not meant to watch films or Netflix while lying in bed, because it sort of trains your brain to think, oh, this is like this is where we sit to relax. Whereas you're meant to train, no, your bed is for where bed is where you go to sleep. In and in the same way. I've kind of got to say, no, this is the dedicated working space when I sit at my work desk. So I happen to do work in things like um, building node modules on the same laptop. But for me, even though it's the same laptop, there's a physical difference for me because I sit at the kitchen table um, for, for doing work. That is, that is work zone. And it's that one seat and I don't sit, even at the weekends when we're sitting at the kitchen table for to have lunch or whatever, I don't sit in that seat 
except for when I'm working. It's the same seats and it's I physically move everything to a new layout so it doesn't look like my kitchen table. And I, th I think it's the same thing as what you're saying, which is it needs to look and feel. Yeah. Okay, I'm at work, and it's and it's and it's a very clear distinction between doing work and not doing work. Hmm. Obviously, I think I, I don't know whether you did. I did a bit of research um, in terms of working from home practices, and uh, I've I read other people's blogs. I've read other sort of articles and resources on it, and it seems to be that having a separate dedicated office space is the number one thing you can do to sort of maintain focus maintain sanity and maintain your productivity so i think that's the most important thing to do i think it's especially true if you have a small space to work in as well i think if you can transform it to look like a workspace during work hours from a mental perspective that that will help i suppose the last point that we wanted to make was about our various methods of uh, task tracking so just before we jump into the, what we do now how would you say working in the office environment working with your colleagues close by how would you say you kept track on tasks modern agile world you've got like a you might have a physical kanban board that wasn't exactly the task tracking that i meant so yeah. i was discussing yeah when we talk about task tracking we think about tickets and jira boards or kanban boards or things like that i wanted to talk about personal task tracking since you work from home you're perfectly in charge of driving your own motivation and, 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 and what you work on. I mean, I've been trying to use uh, this as an opportunity to try out uh, getting things done. I don't know whether it's a methodology. It's like a little uh, format that you can follow about logging tasks and booking in and booking scheduled uh, time slots to do them i mean i know that you also you've, you've also got your um you've got like your little portable whiteboard that you have in your house and i split that up into about six sections it's like personal projects so mm -hmm. i was building my watering system it was the watering system um another bit might be um i just ideas that i'm working on mm -hmm. what might be articles I'm writing and then I have like a home task list and then I have a the big I have a big white space for general day-to-day -day tasks to do with um, work or sometimes I call them like career specific stuff or are you thinking less um, formal than that? No I think I'm just trying to stress the point which is working from home kind of forces you to be very much in charge of your own your own autonomous task list and what you're going to work on. We don't really have the. It's like again in in this kind of hypothetical little little office huddle. You'd kind of say, okay, what are you working on? What am I working on? Okay, when I finish this, you can then use it, uh, and then we'll work on this together. And then I know that uh, you've been working on this, and I might take some of that. You suddenly don't have that kind of external uh, motivation and understanding of how things are going to feed into you and how you're going to feed into other people's work. So I, and, and, and I suppose I think that's probably a, quite a big part of what motivates me. I, I like to think that what I'm doing is going to be useful to the next person. So because I don't get that anymore, I'm kind of having to drive my own sort of schedule and, and list of things to work through. Uh, to stop me um, being you sat on the sofa and watching TV all day? I think for me, it's the physical act of ticking things off. Uh, and, and I think it's uh, important to review what those goals are regularly. Every couple of weeks, I'll just completely scrub the whiteboard clean. 
and I'll, mm. I'll rewrite it. And everything everything I put on, I think, well, do I really need that? Like, should, yeah. I, should, I, should I really be focusing on that? Is, am I being realistic and thinking that's going to actually get done? And I think you were talking about having um, sticky notes. Yeah, well, that that is something that I think you're meant to do with getting things done, is you're meant to have this backlog, this archive of tasks, and you're meant to uh, review it fairly often. So I kind of go through my big list of tasks every morning uh, and kind of say, okay, am I still going to do this? Am I going to schedule this in for today? Is this still even relevant? If you're climate conscious or you don't have a whiteboard, th- there's a lot of online tools that I think are good. Um, so you've got like Zen Hub and GitHub, you can create yourself some issues. Uh, Trello, I see lots of adverts for Monday on Facebook and stuff these days. I, I just, I, I think if you can't do it physically, I think physical is better, like a whiteboard or, or post-it notes. If you can't do that, I think an online thing is definitely good because to be able to see your tasks moving off. You, get, you mentioned sometimes people just like ticking things off when I when I do something, not only I I tick it off, and then I also strike through the task, so I get like I get like a double dopamine hit for finishing something. <laughs> Talking about having a personal online thing as well, I think there is. Uh, don't want to say it's a good website. I think there's a decent website. I think Personal Kanban. If you type it into Google, uh, and it's uh, like one guy's blog where he has like a personal Kanban board, and he talks about it a lot. I think what we've covered today. Mm-hmm. is in this temporary state we've uh, made some changes to our life to meet this new dynamic of, of work-life balance from for our mental physical health we've started keeping to routines uh, trying to start work and finish work at the same time we've been going for daily walks get fresh air um, take regular breaks to make sure that we're not getting into burnout and then we're trying to recreate the water cooler conversations that we'd normally have either by calling people or by um, using whatever instant messaging service we have. Mm-hmm. We've also said that that same instant messaging service or, or, the, or the communities that we have in work can help us with our productivity. I, I think it's important that we, because we've discussed this a lot, that we stress that actually you've got to be very active on, on those to get the best out of them. You, you, you have to be saying what you're doing and, and actively asking other people what they're doing in order to sort of culture that environment where, where that communication is going to happen. Yeah, we, we deliberately scoped this discussion as a kind of pragmatic tips for working from home. If you would like to do further reading, we've, we've got links at the bottom of our blogs and we'll probably have to put them into the podcast as well. There is lots of interesting stuff about this on GitLab, who seem to be at the forefront of this. I think, I think one of my favourite articles is the one they have about, uh, I think it's like the phases that an organisation goes through when it transforms into a remote organisation and kind of how it starts as like a everyone in the office type thing, and then it becomes everyone work from home, but they're trying to emulate kind of like office meetings and face-to-face things, and, and you slowly kind of strip all that back to the kind of the raw cognitive work concepts of how can we collaborate without being face-to-face and all that, and it's really interesting. It's almost a cultural shift, isn't it, rather than a temporary fix to not being able to be in an office working together. Um, and if we did go into more detail on this, I think we'd start touching on things about how um, you've got to cultivate what's good for specific people. A lot of people don't work like work from home, but other people absolutely love it and, and swear by it. And I think you'd probably have much more people off the fence on the on the subject 
now having been through this experience about whether they want to be um, in the office or or either work from home temporarily occasionally or actually embracing fully remote working. I think we've also touched on um, separating out your office space and your uh, having somewhere to write down your tasks and, and all that good stuff. Um, like Peter says, if you want to read our blog, blogs, um, well, I'll leave a link in the in the podcast description. Well, yeah, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And, uh, and yeah, hope to speak to you soon. Lovely. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Goodbye.